you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good Morning Football! <laughs> 50 days until kickoff. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And training camp season is heating up. Devontae Adams and the Raiders veterans are reporting to camp today and tomorrow. Trey McBride and the Cardinals rookies reporting. We've got all the camp coverage you need all day long here on NFL Network. And we say... Good morning to you. Welcome into Good Morning Football. I am Will Self alongside James Palmer, Mike Garofolo, and they just let anybody in the studio, apparently. Uh, tell you what, if, if, they have, if they have a key card, they let you in. Yep. For some reason, somebody's got the fast pass over here. The rest of us have to stop the desk every time we come in here. What's that about? Yeah, I got the fast pass. You don't have the fast no, pass? No, I don't have the you fast have pass. Hence why I'm bringing it up on national TV. Wow, Hopefully okay. they're watching downstairs. Make me a... Yeah. It's not a Laminated. fast pass. That's actually your easy pass, I think, that you're talking about. You're talking about a key card. You want a key fob. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, it's great to see you guys. I feel like yeah. this, is, this is a really just a, a gathering of friends right here at this Absolutely. table. Sean O'Hara, it's time for the Lock. Here we go. Uh, let's start right here in New York, shall we? The Jets rookies reporting to training camp yesterday, and just in time, their second-round pick, running back Brees Hall, signing his rookie deal, the last of their class to sign, and take a look at the haul they got back at the draft in April. Remember this? So much potential. Our draft grader, Chad uh, Reader, gave the Jets an A for all the talent they brought to New York, and yet, earlier this week, oh, come on. our very own Mike Garofolo, who is sitting at this very table, described what he believes success means for the Jets this season. This is unfair. Mm, let's listen. Success in 2022 is not going to be defined as making the playoffs, right? Let's just get that. It's going to be defined as proving that you're not the same old Jets. I stand by it. I stand uh-huh. by it. I'm not a hater. No. I'm just saying, if you're assessing yeah. what the Jets... And then Mike Robb was was quick to hammer me again and say, well, wait a minute. They're not, so we're, we're not even aiming for... I, it's not that. It's not that they're... When you get to the end of the season, we want to look at it and say, okay, are the Jets building something? Is there forward momentum? And if they didn't make the playoffs, but they're around 500 and they made some progress in a lot of areas, Jets fans are going to be really happy. Mm-hmm. 
I stand by that. But you want to make me the hater, Will? You can make me the hater. Let's go. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's maybe what Sean will will do. I don't know. Are you going to... Yeah, I mean, I'll just say that's no way to get the hall pass to, to, to the Jets <laughs> facility. You know, report, so Jets fans downstairs. Add, add, add that to the list of Billy's you're not going to be allowed into without security <laughs> escorts. Look, I, I think for the Jets, there's a couple things that I, I look at. And offensively, everybody's going to look at the quarterback. They're looking at Zach Wilson and, and how is he going to do, how is he going to perform. But I'm looking at Mekhi Becton, their, their, their tackle that they drafted in the first round a couple years ago. Mekhi Becton, it, here's what a successful season for the Jets is. That guy playing 16 games. Uh, he missed all 16 games last year, and that can't happen again. Look, Joe Douglas went out on a limb to get this kid. He is a special player. I mean, there are stuff that he does to defensive ends that there are not. There are only a few tackles in the NFL that could do some of the things that he does. But he's got to be healthy, and he's got to be in shape. So that is key number one for this Jets offense. But let's be honest. Look, they brought Robert Sala to the New York Jets because of his defensive prowess. Can we take a look at how bad the Jets' defense was last year? Certainly can. All right, look, you could talk all you want about offense and Zach Wilson and who are the receivers. Look at all the talent we brought in. Brees Hall just signed. Great, awesome. This is why you were brought to the Jets, to, to help the defense out, to make the defense better. That can't happen again. If the Jets are going to have a meaningful season and, and, and it's a successful season, the defense has to get better. They certainly added a ton of talent, but that scheme's got to start to take over and they need to start to get that identity on defense. I, and I think you hit on it, Sean, because uh, I think it was really tough uh, for Joe Douglas to pass up a couple of offensive tackles that went right behind him. But knowing that Sauce Gardner, who they love Sauce Gardner, it's not that they, they, they like those guys over him or rather, but they, they knew it was a need combined with a guy that they really love. And he certainly, they believe, will start to help that side of the ball, which leads me to my point, right? So if we're saying this right here, it's on the screen, how can the Jets be playoff contenders? Let's say they make the playoffs. How is it going to happen? Well, Sauce Gardner and Jermaine Johnson and... Who did I miss? Garrett Wilson. And uh, uh, here's your fourth pick. It's yeah. Reese Hall, the guy that we're talking about that just signed. These guys are going to have to ball out, right? I mean, the, the, the Jets went into this knowing that they really had to build their nucleus going forward. And they feel like they have done it for the long haul. But these guys are really going to have to ball this year. And I think some of them will. And they're going to show their potential. But if they're going to make the playoffs, these guys got to play out of their minds and be immediate contributors to this team. Uh, they like what they've seen in various capacities from these guys in the spring, uh, but they're really going to have to hit the ground running. And, and they, you know, we've got the additions there. C.J. Uzama yeah. uh, and Tyler Conklin, a couple of tight ends that they added there. Uh, there. There are the makings of success for the Jets going forward. Let's see how quickly it can happen, James Palmer. Yeah. Well, it's a quarterback-driven league. Let's see how quickly Zach Wilson takes a step in year two. And, and I might point to it. I'll point to it as well. Below us, how can the Jets be playoff contenders? Sean and I said before the show, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to put it out there, but I think there needs to be a litany of injuries to key players throughout the AFC. I think the voodoo for, doll. Was, yeah, okay. was for, the for the Jets to be into the postseason. Yes, a voodoo doll was Sean's exact claim on it. But I want to see Zach Wilson kind of change his game in a sense. And reports out of people that were at camp every day was it was kind of an up-and-down offseason so far. What they did see is when he was at his best was when he was out there doing exactly what they want him to do and don't try to be a hero every single play. Take what's given there. This offense can get receivers open. They have Garrett Wilson. He's from Ohio State, so he's amazing. So that's a great addition to this offense. He has throws that are there within this offense. Don't try to do everything with every play. I mean, you look at this. Completion percentage, last. Passer rating, last. Sacked, 29th. 
Yards per game, 30th. Yards per attempt, 30th. You need to get above that mm. to see where this team is going to go. And a big jump in year two is extremely important. And to Sean's point on the on, on the defensive side of the ball, you got to stop the run because this this defense is built off of making sure your pass rushers can get after the quarterback. And you can't do that if you're not stopping the run. And they weren't able to do that at all last year. So if you want this defense to work with these pieces we're talking about, these new pieces, right? stop the run and let Zach Wilson grow within this offense and take a big, big step, that's what I need to see. I'm with Mike. I'm going to say it. I'm with Mike. I need to see not the postseason. I need to see a nice step in the right direction. Yeah, but that's just it, though. I think they are stepping in the right direction in terms of being playoff contenders. I think a lot has to happen uh, for them to achieve that goal. But I think for Jets fans, at least though you have some faith in seeing what kind of talent has been assembled there with this roster. Now, we've been talking about Zach Wilson and his development as a quarterback, okay? Not just, I know you were thinking about uh, Palmer. Uh, I'm talking on the field, his development as a quarterback. His ability to score? Yeah, uh, his ability to oh, score. Oh, boy. He right need- on it, John. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen. We um, just need Zach Wilson to perform well above his age. Yes, there we go. Uh, listen, uh, he has just to be on the right track. go uh, scorched earth on the field. And, and we're talking about a, a year two Josh Allen level leap here. And that's not totally out of the realm of possibilities. An extremely talented guy who showed flashes of potential last year. If you think about that touchdown run that he had against the, the Jaguars, 52 yards. And then he obviously helped them beat the, the Titans. So we've seen flashes. He just has to take the next step. And as we know, with these quarterbacks in year two, they, they have to see some marked improvement. Look, we saw Joe Burrow in year two and what he did. Are we saying that he's going to be Joe Burrow? No, but I'm just saying that at least if he can learn to to slow the game down and anticipate things ahead of time, there's at least some potential there to be excited about for the future. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, and, and when you think about second-year quarterbacks in, in the same offense, they're mm-hmm. different breeds. They're different guys. They sound different. They're different in the huddle. They're different in their command. They're different in the way that they – Command the huddle, and then they command the offense at the line of scrimmage. So that's what Zach needs to do. He did protect the football down the stretch. I think he had one pick in his last six games. That's yeah. that's right. that's so as go. the that's season one goes. Positive. Well, 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 yeah. Can I? That's can I just, here's all I want. Yeah. Okay, and I, Mike. I'm not a fan, but I live in this market. Yeah. I work in this market, and I like the things around me mean something and they're relevant. Can we just when the when the calendar turns to October? Can I just have one or both New York team? Still kind of in – I mean, we, we got yes. to October and it was already over. Yeah. Amen. Both teams. And there's reason to believe that Preach. one or both in the near future will lead themselves back to relevance. I'd like to see it soon. I'd like to feel it. It's fun when football matters in New York, and it's been a long time since it has. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Look at it. It's as good as American up. Pie. <laughs> All right. You've been now, What do we got? Let's go. Touch uh, it, Billy. You need let's to Let's follow the center for the lead block. Yeah, there we go. As training camps are getting up and running. Let's take stock of some of the powerhouse teams in the NFC. They're defending champion Rams, Tom Brady in the box, and Aaron Rodgers in the Packers. Most regard those three teams as the elite of the conference. But when you take a look at what those three superstar quarterbacks have to work with on offense, there appears to be a bit of an imbalance here. Stafford and Brady are loaded up with weapons. Meanwhile, Rodgers has a Pro Bowl running back in Aaron Jones, but his receiving core doesn't exactly match up with the other powerhouses in the NFC. So when number 12 is your quarterback, you're thinking, obviously, Super Bowl, right? 
But does Aaron Rodgers have a championship-level supporting cast on offense? So let's say you, Mike G. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, he's had it the last couple of years, and they haven't quite finished the deal. And, you know, there are some throws in that Tampa Bay game that I go back to that he missed, some guys running open, and sometimes you got to be your own supporting cast. So that's my answer. I think he's his own supporting cast. And don't forget, by the way, you're looking at Randall Cobb. Say, oh, it's just Randall Cobb on the back end of his career. He's the one that wanted Randall Cobb there. And assistant general manager Aaron Rodgers was responsible for bringing Cobb back there. But, yeah, you got Lazard coming into his own a little bit. There's enough weapons there. I just need, at some point, Aaron Rodgers – to create some things and, and despite what's going to happen and who's coming into Lambeau or where they're going in the postseason, because that's all that matters. He's got enough around him. He's going to put up the numbers. He's a two-time MVP. It's going to be fine during the regular season. It's all about what happens in January and potentially February. Aaron Rodgers has got enough, I believe. Mike says it's all about the numbers. Here's a number for you. Since Matt LaFleur came in 2019, Aaron Rodgers is 7-0 without Devontae Adams with 19 touchdowns and one pick. There it is. That's decent. Okay, I like it. that. I like that, right? And you're right. He does have these other weapons, and he mentioned this offseason about Alan Lazard stepping into that number one role, and he thinks he will have no issues stepping into that spot. And there's Randall Cobb. And then there's also these other names. Let's remember, he can throw the football. It's legal, guys, in the game <laughs> to throw it to other guys that are not wide receivers. Aaron Jones is one of the better pass-catching running backs yes, in the NFL. Is. Robert Tanyan in 2020 tied for the league lead with 11 touchdowns at the tight end position. He has other options that he can throw to. This is going to be a joint effort. And again, as Mike said, it is Aaron Rodgers. I think he is the type of quarterback a la, I don't know, there's a new group comes in every year in New England over the years with Tom Brady. And uh, I think they do just fine uh, with a new group of pass catchers. I think he still does have these relationships, Sean, with Randall Cobb, who Mike made a point on, Alan Lazard. And, you know, there is Sammy Watkins. We know there's injury issues. But if anybody can develop chemistry with guys, it's, it's a guy who throws the ball unbelievably accurate and on time. And that's Aaron. And Christian Watson. I mean, like, we saw Christian Watson's name. Is Sometimes, like, a guy gets drafted, and he gets drafted to the right place. And we all thought he was going to be a Packer ahead of time. It's like you've got no doubt that this guy is going to be successful, and he's going to be successful early in his career. Is it as early as year one? We shall see. Yeah, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers, there's a lot of adjectives you can use to describe his play. I mean, he's, he's a flat-out assassin at their quarterback. And you're talking about Christian Watson now. Can he replace Devontae Adams? Well, when they drafted Devontae Adams, he, that wasn't the Devontae Adams we're seeing now. He morphed him into that Devontae Adams. Same thing with Jordy Nelson. So you can look back at the supporting cast that Aaron Rodgers has created with his arm. But I'm just – you guys all focused on the offense, which I think is, is a big part of this conversation. I think David Bakhtiari is the only other offensive guy that I'll add in there that, that needs to be back as a part of the supporting cast. But for me, it's not about Aaron Rodgers. Can you play better than being the MVP of the league two years in a row? What more can he do? Supporting cast, to me, talks to the defense – and to the special teams. So if we're talking about a championship in Green Bay, if we're talking about Lombardi coming back to Titletown, it can't be all on Aaron Rodgers. The defense has got to do a better job. 31 touchdowns they allowed last last season uh, in the passing game. They've got to get better. They've got to prove on that. Jair Alexander will help out with that. But the special teams, I, I think last year, look, it was a kickoff return. It was a punt return. It was a gaffe here and there. There's things that, that go on when I think of a supporting cast for Aaron Rodgers. It's not just the offense. It's, it's the entire team. 
two years in a row in the playoffs. Look, they couldn't they couldn't block the Tampa Bay Buccaneers front one year, and then the year before that, they couldn't slow down the 49ers rushing offense. So it's not just on Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he could play better in big-time games, to your point, but, it, but it's about the other two phases of the game. Sure. I, I don't know if the supporting cast on offense is going to set the world on fire. We do know that Aaron Rodgers is going to make them better, but I know it's going to make that offense better. To your point, Sean, is that defense. Now, you were talking about some of the shortcomings of this defense, but there were some good things, too. Ninth-ranked defense in the NFL last year, and that was without Jair Alexander, who you mentioned for almost the entire season. Now they get him back. They add first-round picks, Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker to the mix. They return with Sean Gary, of course, after his breakout season, as well as the former journeyman himself, uh, Devon Drake Campbell and Rasul Douglas. I think this could potentially be the best defense the Packers have had since they won the Super Bowl in 2010 when they ranked second overall. If this unit plays as well as I think it's going to, a 10th to 15th ranked Packers offense could be good enough to bring this team to a Super Bowl because we have seen teams in history win the Super Bowl with not the greatest offenses, right? I mean, you can point to the Trent Dilfers of the world, et cetera, but, um, you know, this this offense doesn't have to light it up all the way as long as they've got a good defense, but they got to have to have guys who are healthy and guys to make plays on that side of the ball. Sean, you, you, you jog something in the old noggin here for oh, me. Yeah, you do. big time. When you talk about all the different things around Aaron Rodgers in terms of the supporting cast, we're looking at the receivers and the changes with MVS gone and, and Devontae Adams gone. I'm also looking at Nathaniel Hackett not being part of that coaching staff anymore. I think it is no secret the relationship that Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers have and the impact that Hackett had on Rodgers over these last three years. And I think him not being in that building Mike, will have a bigger impact than maybe some people think. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He still won the last two MVPs, but he has a bigger impact in that room than maybe some people understand. And, and around the league, it is this might be a little different without him in Green Bay. Sure, no, that's an underrated thing. We were talking about like how Russell Wilson now will reap the benefits of having somebody like Nathaniel Hackett there as his uh, head coach. Now, let's keep it in the NFC and talk Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Mike G, mm-hmm. what is the latest on his recovery, and when can we expect a timeline for a trade here? Yeah, I, I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago that he had just seen Neil Elitrash, the doctor that performed the, sh- the soldier. Sh- sold- Shoulder surgery. Wiggles, rewind. Got it. And then uh, uh, everything was on track, and he was cleared to start throwing, and he'd be throwing uh, at the start of training camp. Uh, Ian Rappaport adding that he'll be fully cleared uh, by mid-August. That's the expectation for that. Uh, You know, I I keep everybody, oh, is it going to be done before the start of training? No, unless something happens significantly with a suspension timeline for Deshaun Watson that creates a need for the Browns, it's not like all of a sudden there's going to be a team that pops up and, oh, yeah, we'd like to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. So the Niners at this point are kind of sitting there and waiting. You're never hoping for somebody to get injured, but maybe a team has a Sam Bradford-type situation a couple of years ago uh, where the Vikings had Teddy Bridgewater go down in camp and they Mm -hmm. needed a quarterback, and the Eagles said, you know what, Carson Wentz is coming along. We can get a first-round pick for Sam Bradford. So I think that's the ideal scenario uh, for the 49ers right now and that he's not there by week one so that Trey Lance has a clear runway and nobody kind of lurking behind him to start playing. So we'll see. 
Maybe sometime toward the middle of this month, uh, middle of August, excuse me, if not late into August, we could see a trade go down for Jimmy G. I mean, that surgery certainly changed the plans of the 49ers. Uh, they obviously would have been able to probably trade him before. Yeah, but to be clear, uh, by the way, because I've seen this, like, oh, Jimmy kind of went and did it. The 49ers were fully aware of what yeah. was going on. It would have been a violation of his contract to have a surgery and not tell them about it. So, no. yeah, it's, it's, they knew what was going on. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Herbert taking a shot downfield, wants it all, has a man open, touchdown Chargers! Carr fires on a cross, Vegas touchdown! Jackpot, baby! This is one of those plays any normal quarterback could not make. Massive break. The Denver Broncos was the only team Russell Wilson wanted to go to. The best collection of quarterbacks in any division in the National Football League. Yes, it's time to continue with the segment we are calling The Checklist. As the new season quickly approaches, we'll check in with every team in every division and lay out what they need to do to find success in 2022. Now, yesterday, we talked about the AFC South, and today we're focusing on the AFC West. So, James, oh. have you get up here. Up, buddy. I'm all over it. And you tell us your checklist for the Broncos in 2022. Take it away. Yeah, not really sure why I got to sign the Broncos, but let's start it off. <laughs> Let Russ cook. I'm Ron Burgundy. Should they let Russ cook? I think you need to find a healthy balance between the two. Talking to people in the building, these off-season workouts, they loved his deep ball coming in. Since he's been throwing it right in front of their very own eyes, they have absolutely fallen in love with it. They think it's even better than what they expected. He has three really good receivers, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Keep an eye on Tim Patrick. I'm told they have a lot of really good chemistry, but also do exactly what Nathaniel Hackett wants in that system. Number two, defense, just stay the course. Vic Fangio's not there anymore. Don't take a step back. This has been one of the better defenses in all of football. Third in the NFL last year, third in red zone defense. Secondary is going to be great. They believe that Pat Sertan in his second season is already one of the best corners in all of football, but the pass rushers need to stay healthy. That's Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb. If they stay healthy, they'll be fine. And run the ball, guys. Just run it. Russ wants to play another 10 years. He'll be 34 in November. Take the ball out of his hands a little bit. Lean on a guy like Javante Williams right there. Look at all those tackles he's breaking. Guess what? Only one player in the NFL broke more tackles than Javante Williams last year, and it was Jonathan Taylor. Williams had 63, Taylor had 66, and he was an MVP candidate. In year two, Javante Williams is going to be a star. But, oh, yeah, you also have Melvin Gordon. So you do those three things, you're going to line yourself up in the first year for Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson in a very, very good spot, Will. Okay. I'll go back to my seat. Yes, there you go. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Mr. O'Hara, yeah. this is your first, the most time, first I've been all week. checklist good. experience. Are you good ready? Right, yeah. Are you going to bring the energy? Dust off the shoes. Here we go. Let's talk all right. Later, hey, you're friend. wearing pants. I'm wearing pants. All right, awesome. Oh, look at this. All right. <laughs> Who do I got? What team do I got? Where are uh, we going? Raiders. There we go. Going to Vegas, baby. That's right. All right, get your cash. 
All right, get your sunscreen. Get ready to rock and roll. It's time to party down in Vegas. All right, the, the Raiders, here's the checklist that you have to have right here. All right, I just mentioned a couple of necessities for the pool. All right, you need your short shorts if you're Will Selva, but here's what the Raiders need. All right, look, it's not about the playoffs for them. They made the playoffs last year. All right, we're talking about chips, right? Championships. We're talking about chips right now. Here are the checklists that you need. First of all, I'm going to start off. Look, I love the Derek Carr, the, the Devontae Adams, that connection, but the Raiders. The black and silver, you need to run the football, all right? I want to see smash mouth football to start out. Josh Jacobs, look, if the Raiders, the checklist for them is they're going to have to do some things this year that is never that they've never done before. I'm going to ask some players to do something they've never done before. Josh Jacobs, I need 16 games out of you. Hasn't done it yet. 1,200 yards. He has never had 1,200 yards in his career. Last time the Raiders had a 1,200-yard rusher was Napoleon Kaufman back in 1997. That's how long it's been. Oh, all right, so there's number one. I want 1,200 yards from Josh Jacobs. Number two, Jones and Crosby, like Starsky and Hutch. All right, these guys need to be sliding over the hood of their car as a tag team tandem right here. I need double-digit sacks out of both of them. Chandler Jones, you were brought here for one reason. you got a special set of skills. Get after the quarterback. Gatta, we call it. Get after that. You know what? All right, the third point right there. <laughs> we need to have a discussion right now about Derek Carr. All right. I feel like we've been talking about him throughout his career about, man, he's doing really well. And he's even said himself, I got to get off that roller coaster. I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. Career year last year. All right. Derek Carr lit it up. He's got to parlay that. All right. We, we needed to see an, another kind of season like that. And for the Raiders, look, for, for them to be relevant in the championship conversations, Derek Carr needs to be in the MVP conversation. You just added Devontae Adams to this offense. We need to start talking about D.C. like some of these other quarterbacks in that same division. D.C. for MVP. How about our other yeah, MVP get... here, Mike was... Garofolo? We got to work on our handshake. Yeah. What do you got? MVP quarterback? Hmm. Hmm. That could be for any one of these teams here. Sure. A key for them. So let's start with that lightning bolt right there and see if it's on the list. But don't look because it's not my first item. We're going to go in order here. Uh, this team needs to be stronger <laughs> up the middle on defense. Khalil Mack added to the equation, going to help on the edge. But the problem for them last year was everything right up the middle of their defense. That's where they were weak. And you could tell by their offseason moves into the draft and free agency what they wanted to do to get better in that regard. Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, a couple of defensive tackles added to the mix. If, if you're going to be uh, a good defensive team in this division and in this conference, you still better be able to stop the run. I understand everybody's throwing the ball over the place, but you better be able to stop the run. You better be stronger up the middle. They need to be. Uh, Brandon Staley, you need to be unapologetically, analytically aggressive again. And I love the fact that he stood in his square last year despite uh, the criticism that he received for some of his analytical fourth down decisions and otherwise. He said, no, no, this is what we're about. This is our philosophy. This is what we believe in. It's going to fail from time to time, but you know what? Playing it safe is going to fail from time to time as well. Yeah. I expect him to continue to make those tough decisions. Brandon Staley, stand on that square and forget Sean O'Hara's MVP quarterback. How about this MVP quarterback? Justin Herbert. Uh, I took a look at the odds. He's like fifth, yeah. I believe. Uh, so, you know what? You're in the mix young fellow 5,000 yards 38 touchdowns last year just a little tick higher and you're going to be in that conversation if not lifting the hardware Justin Herbert a phenomenal young quarterback maybe even taking another step forward this upcoming season I was on time I was on time unapologetically accurate analytically yeah aggressive I was there when that was in that position too you got well you got when you talk that's a Garofolo talk you got to get those thighs you know thighs is that what you call those feel the burn all right so 
Unbelievable. This is going to be a long show. <laughs> I'll finish this off with the Chiefs 2022 checklist. First up, put the O in O-line there. All five starters are returning from what turned out to be a real strength of this team last year without Tyreek Hill. I think this offense has to adapt a little bit, so maybe maybe we see them lean on this O-line a little bit more Amen, and get this brother. run game going, right? Yeah, I thinking. thought the O was for Orlando yeah. Brown, but yeah, I got you. Uh, well, oh, you, you could also o. do that as well, Shawnee. I, I, I know what you're, you're saying there. So, you know, you think about Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Ronald Jones getting those guys going, that O-line will be critical in doing that. I think getting behind the likes of Orlando Brown, Trey Smith, and our guy Creed could really take Casey higher in 2022. <laughs> Next, see ya, Cheetah right there. You can't replace Tyreek Hill, we know that, but I love the pieces Casey added to this receiving core. You have the versatile, dynamic threat in second rounder Sky Moore. I was singing his praises a couple days ago. The speedster and Marquez Valdez Scantling, the third down conversion machine in Juju Smith-Schuster. Not to mention guys like McCall Hardman and Josh Gordon still on the roster. Patrick Mahomes is going to need a few of these guys to rise to the occasion and keep this passing game humming even without the cheetah. And finally, finally, get to the quarterbacks. It is absolutely critical. The Chiefs ranked just 29th last year in sacks. Yes, Frank Clark and Chris Jones missed some time due to injuries, but regardless, that's not going to cut it given the bevy of star quarterbacks they have to face in their own division. And the hit they took in the secondary with the loss of the Honey Badger, if Jones and Clark can stay healthy and first-round edge rusher George Karloftis can make an immediate impact, I think KC has enough firepower to turn things around. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, I dig so it. I, I saw that you were wincing a little bit when I was talking about not getting to the quarterback for KC. They really need that defensive line to step up. Oh, they do because everybody else can get to the quarterback in the division. So they gotta, they gotta keep pace. They that's, gotta, they that's gotta get a lot out of that group. That's not a Spags defense to not get to the quarterback. So right. that is going to be a big element of what they do. They feel like they got better on the back end as well, which should help things up front. So let's see if they can do that and create some havoc in the backfield. You know about a Spags. It's defense. funny. I feel like, I, I th- yeah, absolutely. I know about the Spags defense, and and I think the, the interesting thing with that defense with with no Tyron Matthew, um, that that'll look a little bit Completely different. Completely different. Yep. Of all four teams, we're all talking about the quarterback MVP discussion. You didn't even have to say it with Mahomes, right? Like that's all, that just <laughs> understood, goes without saying, right? It's understood, right? So literally it's every like quarterback Kevin. in this division is going to be part of the MVP conversation. The Falcons have officially signed Desmond Ritter to a four-year rookie deal. Atlanta selected the former Cincinnati Bearcat in the third round of this year's draft. And although he's currently slotted behind Marcus Mariota on the depth chart, He goes early, so odds are he'll get a fair shot to compete for the starting job during training camp. So congratulations to Desmond Ritter on a lifelong dream. Also maybe getting a dream of his Madden rating, uh, which they're going to reveal for the quarterbacks on Friday, James. Yeah, Patrick, we have been talking about these Madden ratings, and thank you for all of that all week. And uh, we're making big deals about some of them. We're making small deals about some of them. How about this one? Bill's wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie not pleased with his results. He <laughs> tweeted out a list of his ratings and said, Are you serious? I can't catch a break around here. Well, his friend and teammate Tyrell Dotson added one more category of his own. There you go. Yeah. Hygiene. Yeah. 15. Yikes. Bill's quarterback Josh Allen actually liked that tweet, too, for what that's worth. So, they call that the shower pill right there. Like, you can't run out at practice at a locker room without taking a shower. Uh, uh, hygiene. 
Oh, That's just great. one you don't want out there in the Twitter world. Uh, so let's, let's toss this around here. Uh, yeah. What is one thing that maybe your family or friends or mostly your family would yeah. say you get a very low Madden rating in? Uh, there's quite a few things, but I would say to narrow it down for the segment purposes, <laughs> I would say car maintenance. Uh, if there is that oil light on and it's a 3,000 mile check, I blow through that. I just Whoa. wait and see mm. when it's time, it's time and I go. Also, when it comes to the gas situation, I also wait until it is like perilously close to the end of E right there. I want to see how far I can go and I push it. Also, I don't have the car washed as well. So I am one of those people that have the car where you're going to get your finger and go in the back, wash, wash me, me, please. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so I'm the guy ah. that has that car. So I'm not very good at maintaining There's an easy explanation for all that because your garage has been commandeered for, for <laughs> yeah. the job. So that's also true. Yeah. Yes, that's also yeah. true. Can't park the car in the garage. Sean yeah. all over it. Yeah. Uh, when we got this topic last night, sorry, Sean, to bring this up again, but we were all sitting around my backyard. Yes. Recall. With my wife, who was sitting next to me, and I said, uh, Jess, what would you give me a 15 rating for? She answered very quickly. Very quickly. A lot she of said, short-term memory, to which I replied, what was that again? Uh, but <laughs> y- your boy's short-term memory? Horrible. I could walk to the kitchen to get something and come back with something different, completely forgetting what I was supposed to go get her. Matter of fact, she asked for a drink last night, and I came back with everybody else's drink except for her. Forgot it. That's why I got the 15 rating. But long-term memory. <laughs> long-term memory. I got some... It's like potty a training up here that I still remember. I, I, I can go way back. Oh, yeah, I remember potty training. I do. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Long term memory, 99. Okay. Short term. What are we 10? talking about again? Maybe, maybe it's not that long term, <laughs> the potty training. <laughs> <laughs> that was a delayed reaction. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. always got to expect it from him. No, 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 not at all. Well, I think if I was going to give you a 15 rating, and we were talking about it earlier this morning, it would be the spill factor. I feel like you're always spilling stuff. You're spilling so, stuff all the time. You know, we should never have cups out here for Mike G that don't have lids on them because that is definitely so like a sippy one of cup? your least. We need a sippy cup? That's one of his lowest Madden ratings. You know? I don't know what we call that. Composure, awareness. What do we call that? Spatial awareness. Um, yeah, there you go. He's got two mugs, too. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. I'm sure my wife would have a different answer for this and, and probably a lot of answers. But what would be my, a 15 rating for me? I, I think it's funny. With the last name O'Hara, everybody you know, just assumes you're Irish. And you know, one of the things that a lot of people will say as an Irish quality is the Irish goodbye, right? Where you just leave, you just mm-hmm. disappear. I'm really bad with leaving parties, events. Um, my wife you is linger. always on yeah. me. I'm, I'm a lingerer, I Okay. Think. Okay. She's always like, come on, we got to go, we got to go. But it's like, oh, then you run into somebody else. Oh, I got to oh, say hi to them. Like, my wife is waiting in the car. She's like, what are you doing? Let's go. It's time to go. The kids are tired. They're asleep. And, and you know, she'll make fun of me and be like, you're like the mayor. You have to talk to everybody. You got to say hi to everybody. And I'm like, I'm just a people person. I like to talk to people. I like to say hi. Saying goodbye, not my best quality right Especially Hey, goodbyes. Yeah, I'm always the last one in a party. Wow. Well, O'Hare. That, that probably is part of that O'Hare situation as well, I would assume. The other thing yeah, that everybody maybe why with I didn't the get the invite. Michael's um, like, we can't get rid of him. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to go with one where I, I should have been born in a different generation, guys, because I am arguably the worst video game player on the planet Earth. How is that possible? I, I, how in God's name is that possible? Because I just said it. At bar games? Let's go. Sean and I have absolutely dominated Bocce oh, yeah. in Bocce, the past. Here we go. Let's okay. just say it. But listen, I, I, I remember when I, I one time said to my wife, I said, listen, I'm going to get really into video games. And we have a we have a Wii. <laughs> we, I know I said, we have a Wii. I'm going to buy an actual game. I'm going to buy Zelda. I'm sitting there playing Zelda for like an eternity. I come back to the TV station and I'm, I'm telling all the editors and stuff. I'm like, guys, I can't find this cat. 
And, and I'm, I'm working my ass off to find this cat. <laughs> it's been a week, and they're like, dude, you're in the training area before the game starts. <laughs> like, that was just to work on your skills uh. to, like, just understand the buttons. And I couldn't even get out of that. So, like, yeah, worst video game player ever. That's why Nintendo is still operating, functioning at my house right now. The original Nintendo. Yeah. Only video game system at the Palm well, Let's play some Tecmo Bowl for money yeah. after this, huh? Yeah. yeah. Do it. Let's do it. Or fight. Super Tecmo if you're ready yeah. for that. No. I don't know if you're more of a did Super Contra guy. Did you say you tried to play yeah. Yeah, it attaches to your Wii, Zelda, and you can use Zelda like a. a, a yeah, yeah, well, listen. I, I don't, it, I don't it, even know listen, that's a thing. Plays, think, plays to what I'm talking about. We need to quickly go to break right yes, here. Yes, just, we do. This is going to devolve into something else. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, welcome back to Good Morning Football. We are now joined by a former Browns and Chiefs offensive lineman who just announced his retirement last week. He at one point, get this, played a ridiculous 7,894 consecutive snaps, also an All-Pro and a Super Bowl champion. Please welcome to the program, Mitchell Schwartz. Hey, what's up, Mitchell? Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. Quite the intro there. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to hype you up uh, with good reason. Congratulations on an absolutely amazing career. As you begin your retirement and look back on your NFL life, what would you consider your greatest achievement was in the league? I mean, it's got to be the Super Bowl. That's why we all play. And so few of us, you know, my Cleveland years more than anything taught me, uh, you know, you can play. You can be a really good player. I mean, Joe Thomas is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he never even got to the playoffs. So being able to be a part of a team, you know, win a Super Bowl, you don't really realize how special it is until after, until that, you know, bond is created. You go to the parade, you see a million fans there and just like such a special moment. And you realize kind of all that hard work uh, was actually worth it. So uh, there's nothing quite like that. I would say that for sure is my favorite moment. Yeah, awesome accomplishment, and congrats on your retirement. I love the way that you just you just dunked on Joe Thomas right there about how his his zero playoff game. So we'll make sure that we regurgitate that for him. He's got plenty uh, of look, accolades. He, he, he needs go, it. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, you know, he'll he'll probably be adding one soon in, in a few years as well. So uh, he doesn't need any more love than he's already gotten. But let's give you some more love. Look, you were a big part of, of this Chiefs offense. Uh, ever since you showed up there in 2016. And obviously, you know, Andy Reid is, is a great coach. People think about him as this mastermind in the passing game. But he's also, he, he loves his big guys. He loves his offensive linemen. Give us an Andy Reid story and how impactful <laughs> was he in your career as a head coach? Yeah, he, he loves his big guys. I mean, he is a big guy himself, so he definitely understands kind of what we're dealing with, what it's like to be <laughs> an offensive lineman, especially in that offense where you are throwing the ball a lot. And, you know, there's kind of the personal stories where you talk about food. He, he tells you all his favorites. You know, if you're going to the city, he knows where to go, what to order. Um, but then in, in the football aspect, like, 
you know, you're in practice, you have a bad rep, like he can walk up to you and say, hey, you know, your shoulders got a little high on that one. Make sure to keep them down and stay smooth. And that's not something you normally get from a, a head coach who understands, you know, line play to that specific level where he can give you like detailed coaching points. And then the first 15, you know, Saturday night, he gives you the first 15 script. And you know, he talks about how O-line oriented it is. There's a little bit of everything, uh, you know, you're running the ball you get to be physical you get to wear out the defense alignment there's a screen here there's a, a special play on you know the other side of the first 15 and he's designing it to get the defense tired to wear them out to get it so you're in advantageous third down situation so really in every level of what he's doing he's looking out for us he definitely understands uh, what it's like to to be big and to play in the nfl and in his office in his offense in particular. So uh, just a, a good guy to be around. And, you know, if you're ever feeling down or you need to pick me up, just go over, start talking food and, you know, your face will light up. <laughs> yeah. Amen. He might know what he's doing when it comes to food and uh, coaching in the NFL. Mitchell, I love when uh, players retire because now you can speak a little bit more freely, like your brother, all of a sudden, you know, all the stories, all the, the real opinions come out. So I'm going to come to you on this one, and I can't wait to get the unfiltered version of this one because I want to know what your thoughts are on the Chiefs trading Tyreek Hill to Miami this offseason, how that will impact Patrick Mahomes. Can he continue, uh, and he in this offense continue to be as, as dangerous as they've been? Yeah, I mean, definitely can be as dangerous as they've been. My first reaction was like total shock and surprise. I didn't know that that was in the works. I didn't realize that that was even on the realm of, of possibilities. Uh, the more I thought about it, it kind of made sense, you know, especially when you've got a quarterback who's going to have a cap number 40, 50 million here soon. Uh, you've got, you know, Chris Jones that you're paying, Joe Tooney that you're paying, you know, Frank Clark's cap number. You've got, um, you know, some other guys as well. And you kind of have to pick and choose. And is one receiver going to change the, the dynamic of the offense that incredibly, especially when you've already got a guy like Kelsey. And so I think the idea there is, you know, don't pay top market value uh, to a receiver who as good as he has been, you know, and as fast as he is, is getting to the other side of 30, um, you know, kind of diversify the receiver room, get some bigger guys as well. You know, that's one thing uh, Chiefs have, you know, had for the most part, a lot of kind of faster, smaller guys. Uh, I know for quarterbacks, they like those big catch radiuses. So you get a guy like Juju, you get MVS in there, you know, tall, rangy guys who can go snag it. Um, and with the run game, the way it is, a lot of the RPO stuff, I mean, being able to have bigger guys blocking on the perimeter when you just rise up and you throw it to Nicole, you throw it to Kelsey, and now all of a sudden you've got two receivers who are kind of quasi tight ends blocking there. That is going to help the run game. And I know, you know, as much as Coach Reed likes to throw the ball, you know, running the ball is integral to their success, that physicality, you know, what it brings to the offense, that little bit of balance. And so I think it'll be a more well-rounded offense. Obviously, you don't have the, that one guy at the top to really blow things open, but um, this is why Coach is the mastermind he is. You know, they wouldn't have traded him and been willing to trade him if they thought um, that there would be any sort of drop-off. Mitch, you're one of the smartest guys I've covered. You were always a go-to in that Chiefs locker room right there, that locker in the corner. You and I used to used to chop it up over there all the time. I love picking your brain on the league. And now that you're retired in these last couple of years, you've been a dominant Twitter force while I'm watching NFL games and your insight. So I want your insight on the rest of this division, not just the Chiefs. All these moves have happened this offseason. We have Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, Cleo Mack. The list goes on in the AFC West. So now who in your eyes is the biggest threat to the Chiefs this season? 
I mean, it sure seems like the Chargers, you know, they've, they've got the quarterback in place. They're mm-hmm. building around him. Um, they've upgraded, you know, like you said, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa now coming off the edge. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to block that duo. I mean, at least the way it used to be, you know, Bosa would be there and maybe he'd flip sides and you'd get, you know, not a playoff, but you wouldn't face a guy like Bosa. Now they flip sides and you got another one of the best two or three rushers in the NFL to block. Um, so that's going to be, you know, pretty difficult. And, and you look at how these teams are constructing themselves. A lot of it is fire firepower on offense. I mean, the AFC West kind of went through that spell like, hey, the Chiefs are fast. We need to have fast guys on offense. And they kind of threw a lot of draft capital and free agency money at fast guys to try to replicate the Chiefs. You know, I think after the Super Bowl against Tampa that, you know, we, we lost. I think teams realized like, hey, we kind of have to get after the quarterback. If we don't get home, it doesn't really matter. And so this uh, emphasis mm-hmm. on pass rushers on defensive ends, um, that's what the AFC West has brought. So I think the Chargers you know, seem to be the best of the other three at this point. The Raiders are always capable. I mean, if they can, you know, kind of get solid coaching and just kind of steady the ship there. Um, they've got a lot of pieces in place, obviously getting Devontae, getting Chandler Jones, uh, two big upgrades at premium positions. And uh, Denver gets rust. So, you know, that's a, a pretty big upgrade as well. <laughs> it's interesting when I played, like I was always, I guess, pessimistic. I always thought like, oh man, they're so good. This is going to be so difficult. You know, we've got a big challenge. But weirdly now I'm looking at it from the outside and just like, well, I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're going to have to prove it. So I, I still have the Chiefs above <laughs> those three, but they are definitely gaining ground. Yeah, retirement's looking pretty good right now. Not have to worry about Bosa and Mack and Chandler Jones, uh, which leaves you more time to eat, which you love to do, and cook, which you love to do. Uh, specifically, you love the grill, but you've got this new series, Mitch in the Kitch. So I think we've got some of your work that you've done in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Tasty. What are we looking at here, Mitch? That was a July 4th creation a few years ago. That was, it was like a double bacon cheeseburger hot dog situation i figured okay so food wow. forth or anytime I'm cooking out, you're making all this stuff and you're eating it like throughout the day anyway so i might as well just put it all into one burger and just eat it at the same time and just eat a bunch of food <laughs> feel terrible about myself and get it over with instead of like the slow grazing and then you realize at the end like man i just put down like four thousand calories so yeah i try to mix in some healthy stuff people don't love that as much okay is that mac oh. and cheese right there <laughs> Yeah, that's a, a mac and cheese yeah. bun, double cheeseburger. That one's pretty gluttonous. Yes. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That uh, I love that one. I mean, we stuck the greens in between all that stuff. Like, yeah. There's right. some yeah. healthy salads. Well, the problem is there, I'm right? you know, yeah, no. going to try to end up looking like you and lose a little bit of weight, but I do love cooking. I love eating, obviously. So it's that fine line of, you know, I'm not going to be working out quite as much as I used to. I'm going to be wanting to eat as much or more with all my free time. Uh, that's going to be difficult to, to navigate. Hey, Mitchell, great seeing you. You're making me hungry over here. Yes. And yeah. I know that if I spent a week with you, you'd have to wheel me out because I wouldn't be able to walk. I would be so stuffed. Next time you're on the show, you got to come in and bring some of that protein. Yeah, bring there some you of that go. food. Yeah. There you go. You want those burgers oh, and that mac and cheese. Absolutely. I love to. That'd absolutely. Be awesome. Love it. <laughs> love it. All right, Mitchell. Appreciate awesome. it, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, Mitch. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.